If you listen close, I'll share a thought or two About who I am and what I'm trying to do I have come to toss some words up in the air With a tune to float and fly them to your ear I am not a savior sent here from on high I am just a singer trying to get by I'm not a messenger from some far distant star Just a poet with an old guitar And I am no magician who makes things disappear But I can cast a spell to calm your doubt and fear Listen to the sky when the night is clear Hear what the ancients called the music of the spheres ooh, 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 ooh. Listen close, there's magic in the air Hear the notes are flying, flying everywhere it's an ancient art, as old as humankind. Sing your song and move on down the line. I am not a preacher calling judgment down. Just a troubadour traveling town to town. I'm not a sorcerer with potions rare and strong. Just an old musician trying to get along I'm no therapist to heal your hurting soul Just another traveler on the open road Standing on the stage with methods tried and true Open up your heart, let the music through Listen close, there's magic in the air Hear the notes flying, flying everywhere It's an ancient art, as old as humankind Sing your song and move on down the line Sing a song, then move on down the line. I'll sing my song, then move on down the line. Listen close. That's the song from Tom Chapin's new album, Hold Our Ground. Tom Chapin is coming to South Florida doing a co-bill with Rod McDonald Saturday, January 21st at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Miami. And Tom Chapin is on the line. Welcome to WLRN, Tom. Thank you so much. Nice talk, get to talk to you. Oh, good talking to you. Now, uh, Hold Our Ground is your new album. 
at what is like 30 40 albums you have well it it uh, solo albums this is i think the 27th 27th i think congratulations and many many other things and over a, if you live long enough you can do a lot of <laughs> you can do a lot of different things uh well living long enough seems to be a theme is is that what listen close is about is about growing old i mean that's part of it you know it's it's, it's certainly the experience of of uh you know, you write songs differently now than you did when you were 22 and you're trying to get girl, girls and get noticed. And uh, as you get older, uh, this record has a bunch of different things, including songs from my grandsons. That, and I now have seven grandchildren. And I made the mistake of the first one, who is now 17, Miles. I wrote a song for him. So I had to write a song for every one, one of them. And Abigail and Lily have these two little boys uh, who are, we're lucky to have very close. And so we wrote a couple of songs for them. Why would you include those songs on your album? The song, They're so personal to your grandkids. Why, why are they on, on your album? Well, I've, two things. First of all, I think they're pretty cool songs. I think also lots of people who are parents and then become grandparents um, might uh, relate. And also because uh, they're, my, they're my grandchildren and, I, and, and the first five grandchildren had songs on my records <laughs> so i thought who knows how long i'm gonna be here i better do this right now <laughs> well the, the two songs on your album is called oliver blue and author moon do you think your children are influenced by naming the kids knowing this song is going to be written about them what a cool i think I, I i don't think so i think they're they were pretty busy with other things but i gotta say uh uh, and, and the the pressure was on, you know. This is like the sixth and seventh song I had to write for my. So you can't use the same old tropes that you did early on, you know. Uh, but uh, the names were great. Oliver Bow, uh, uh, where will you go, Oliver Bow? You know, and then uh, and then Arthur Moon. Uh, uh, they did. They just really. I I, I thanked them in my head as I was writing that they, they, they were the things you could rhyme with, you know. I didn't mention the song that we started with, Listen Close, uh, is a song that you also wrote with Sai Khan. And he, he wrote a few songs with you on the album. Uh, my, my life has become, uh, uh, and it always has started out in music as a collaboration with my brothers, you know, the Chapin brothers. And I, I, I'm very comfortable uh, finding friends who, uh, who bring wonderful stuff to the table, you know, and, uh, and, uh, last weekend was the Greenwich Village Folk Festival uh, uh, celebration of Tom Paxton's 85th birthday, and he talked about how now he's collaborating with a whole bunch of people on, on Zoom. And uh, and I found that it, uh, writing sometimes you write things by yourself, but you bring when you have good great people. And Saikon is one of those. I'm so fortunate that we had a chance to write over the years. And we both bring separate things to it. You know, you write stuff you never would write alone, and it, it opens up your 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 heart, your head, uh, and uh, you feel like oh. And he's great because he he comes in with amazing ideas, and then he lets me he you know, we, we we he's here for a day and a half in this in the city and or here and we get together, and we start five or six songs and he says okay you finish it, you know. <laughs> now my other collaborators are, are not. That laissez-faire, shall we say, my friend, uh, uh, John Forster, a wonderful writer, and he's the opposite. He's like, don't take the pen away too soon. But that's the difference between a, 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 a theater writer and a folk writer. A folk writer, you get it pretty close and you try it out. 
But uh, if you're a theater writer, as John, John Forster is, he, you know, once he gets away from his pen, then that's it. So let's make sure it's right. <laughs> you know? I'm talking with Tom Chapin. Tom is going to be in South Florida with a uh, Coba with Rod McDonald. Speaking of great writers, I have to bring up your brother, Harry Chapin. Ah. Uh, and the more I think about him, he was such a unique voice. His, not only his music, but his songs. And it... Uh, I don't, and and you keep his memory alive, I know, because you you carry on the foundation, uh, the the uh, the Why Hunger Why uh, Sure Hunger Foundation. Do people uh, do uh, are you keeping his memory alive? Do people still remember Harry? Boy, I tell you, it's been forty. He died in eighty one, so that's forty two years. Uh, yes, and people remember. They know the songs. But they also know the Harry Chapin Food Bank in Fort Myers, Florida, which was started when Harry died. The Long Island Cares Food Bank and in, in the biggest food bank in Long Island and Why Hunger, that organization he started back in 1975. I'm on the board again uh, of Why Hunger and have been since the very beginning. And, uh, and yeah, people remember this guy, which is astonishing to me, you know, how much they remember. And we're doing some shows this year. This would have been Harry's 80th birthday this year. And so we're doing some Harry Chapman retrospective at 80 with with the family because my daughters Abigail and Lily are going to sing and Harry's daughter Jen is a wonderful singer and writer and big John Wallace and my brother Steve and Howie Fields are still happening and uh, so we're going to get together and do a show with one in, in Patchogue uh, Long Island on the 28th and we'll probably do some more this year it's always a, an amazing thing to get a chance to revisit those songs and and also uh, there was a wonderful documentary that came out uh, last a year and a half ago called When in Doubt, Do Something. It's on Amazon Prime. You can check it out. It's a wonderful documentary that Rick Korn and S.A. Barron did about Harry. Uh, and they really started out with the, the family and then his career and then, of course, his death and then the, the things that he started and, and the hunger issue, you know, and, and people like uh, Ken Cragen and uh, and uh, Kenny Rogers, who you know, and, and hands hands across America and we are the world, were really inspired by Harry. I'm speaking with Tom Chapin, Harry's brother, uh, and you're carrying on the tradition, and and even your family. Is it your daughters who join you on the title cut, Hold Our Ground? Yes, yes, and they and Abigail and Lily, uh, and there's another daughter, Jessica, my stepdaughter. They but she she left the band when she had a baby. So there's only two in the Chapin sisters now, as opposed to three. Uh, and my daughters have had kids as well. Uh, yeah, they're amazing singers. And, and uh, if those of you listening, just Google the Chapin sisters and you'll see some amazing stuff. They did an album, uh, they're probably the best known one. It's called A Date with the Everly Brothers that they did a few years back. And uh, and even the one of the Everly Brothers' wives uh, emailed them and said, nobody does the brothers like you guys. Oh, how sweet. Which, how sweet was that? So I, they, they, this is their dad talking, but they they sing like angels. It's great. You you hear maybe you can play that track. Oh, let me play it now. Hold our ground forever. Uh, another song you wrote with Saikon. But before I play it, uh, the, the importance of a sing along. Uh, it sounds like this is like a, a rallying cry and a sing along song and the power of the sing along. Is that why you wrote this? Oh, with with Sai. Sai and I were together, and he started writing the words, and then I completed the words, and then he, and he said, if you finish it, so I wrote the tune. I think it's not just the power of a sing-along, but the, the idea of 
uh, it, it was right, uh, you know, this is a, like a year and a half ago, and, and it was uh, actually right before the, the, the Biden election and, and the Trump, whole Trump craziness and the idea that there was this great assault on what the norms were, what the things we really cared about were. And uh, so that, I think that's what the song is about. And then, of course, you use the sing-along. When, when I do this in concert, I get the audience to sing. And it's very emotional because we're talking about our lives right now. And what do we do? We hold our ground. I, I love that song, and I love having my daughters sing it with me. Well, let's listen to Tom Chapin and his daughters with Hold Our Ground Forever from the new album, Hold Our Ground. When times grow dark and life grows mean the hardest times we've ever seen when darkness overwhelms the dawn can we find strength to carry on when high winds tear down what we've built do we give in to blame and guilt or Ground forever. 
Tom Chapin, along with Abigail and Lily Chapin, the Chapin sisters. Tom will be in concert this Saturday night with Rod McDonald uh, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in South Miami at 7701 Southwest 76th Avenue. You can get information at the Unitarian Universalist website at uumiami.org. You mentioned you just did a tribute to Tom Paxton on the, the Greenwich Village Folk Festival. Rod McDonald has a hand on producing that. Do you go back with Rod? Rod and I knew each other back in the village forever. You know, wonderful. And, and speaking of great writers and great performers, Rod is, is one of my favorite writers. I, I used to sing a song, American Jerusalem. I thought that was an astonishing song. And uh, I almost put that on this record, actually, because uh, I, I, I found a recording I'd done about six or eight years ago that I'd never used. And then finally it didn't quite fit, but, but uh, I'm thrilled to be able to see him. Uh, and uh, we've usually met these days doing benefits, see him maybe once a year or so. And my brother Steve has a place up in Nova Scotia called Ovens Park that he plays music all summer long. And somehow Rod ended up there one, <laughs> one summer. And so he's become a great friend of my brother Steve's. He just showed up with a guitar and Steve said, that guy's pretty good. The first day he did, uh, he did all political songs and the Canadians were okay. Then the next day he did all love songs and they just loved him. <laughs> That's great. This is my brother, Steve. <laughs> but Rod, I'm, I'm thrilled to, have, to share a bill with Rod and, uh, his, and he's, he's, uh, he's a mensch. Yeah, Rod is, is great. And he, he made the South Florida folk scene that much better when he moved down here. Uh, we get a lot of folks moving down to South Florida Mostly to take care of their parents. That's why people. Yes, that that's right. <laughs> On a completely different subject, you like to sing political songs per se. What's more effective, a political song or organization like Why Hunger? They're totally they're they're in different places. It's like saying you know what's more important the uh, you know this that this apples and oranges, but they both are effective. You know uh, Why Hunger is doing amazing work. Uh, started in 1975, putting hungry people in touch with food and helping them towards self-reliance. And uh, during COVID, the numbers went out of the roof. 50 million Americans, something like 18 million of those were children, were hunger insecure. What does that mean? That means that they don't know whether they're going to pay the rent or or feed their kids. And uh, that's gone down a little bit, but we're all talking normally about 30, 30 million, something like that. Uh, uh, Americans and why hunger has been working on trying to bring food justice. Their idea is that <clears throat> food is a right, not a privilege. But at right now, for many people, it's a privilege. You know, if you have money, you're going to eat. If you're poor, you have to make terrible choices. Do I pay? Do I pay the gas for my car? Do I pay the rent? Do I? What do I? You know, do I get clothing or do I eat? And that just shouldn't be happening. And and Harry realized that way back when started the organization with Bill Ayers, who was a radio guy in New York, who was also had been an, a priest. And, uh, and that organization has just been doing amazing work ever since. And I'm uh, happy to say that I've been a fundraiser for them. And, and they asked, and they ha- I had to go to get off the board because you have to take a time limit off. You can't be on more than seven years. I've been on 37 years or something, and said, whoops. And uh, I remember Harry called me up and said, you know, we're getting serious about this hunger thing. I said, you are? He said, yeah, we we need a board. You want to be on it? And I said, I don't know. Do I? He says, yes, you do. So (laughs) I have. I was also Harry's benefit band for the last five years, you know, from uh, 
he died in, in 81 and, and he started this in 75. So some 75 to 81, instead of taking the big band with him, he would call me up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm playing in Peoria and uh, in Buffalo next weekend. I got four shows for Why Hunger. You want to come? And I said, I said okay. And so, and, I, and of course, I, not knowing he was going to die in 81, I, I just feel so blessed that we had a chance to really spend time together because we were both were performing. Mm -hmm. I had a TV show, Make a Wish, and, and I was doing co concerts. And he was, and so we'd see each other Thanksgiving, you know, <laughs> Christmas and talk on the phone. So those 30 or 40 dates a year I did with him were, uh, were just like, I'm so blessed to have had those. I, I just popped in my head was Cats in the Cradle. Where he would not sing yeah. his kids like he, he would like to, not sing his kids as much exactly. as he wanted to. Exactly, exactly. what a song that is, you know, uh, that song. It's just so true. I don't care what kind of parent, what kind of kid you were, it's true. And uh, so if, if you could write a song that goes generation to generation, I mean, that's such a special talent. It really is. And, you know, Harry didn't think it was the single. What did he think? Well, he thought this will never be on the radio. It's like a folk song. You know, he, he argued with Jack Holzman, who and Jack says, no, no, this is the one. He goes, OK, look, oh, if you put it out, but give me another chance for another one on the record. Oh, and he goes, of course, absolutely. And of course, it went to number one and, and it. Uh, there's a wonderful thing in, in the documentary of of the power of Castle and the Crowd. It's become ubiquitous. I mean, it's on TV shows. It was in Shrek, for God's sake. You know, the donkey in Shrek is, and it gets in the Italy. I mean, and it was, and uh, Stephen Colbert did it one night. I mean, it, they have all these TV things. You know, and one one TV show they're going, "Are you cats in the cradling me?" You know, <laughs> you know it's become this thing that. And Harry went up there going, "Thank you, thank you very much." <laughs> very special. Uh, Tom Chapin is on the line. Well, let me play a couple more songs. Let's let's start with Broadside. This is a song you wrote with John Forster. With John Forster, John and I wrote a number of songs for uh, uh, for NPR. Uh, All things considered, Your, uh, political songs, short political songs. And uh, then we wanted to put them together on, on a record. So we, we said, well, how are we going to do this? And, and we wrote this song, which was the title track, Broadsides. And, um, and so it describes what, a, what a, a protest song is and maybe the power of it. But it does it in such a delightful way. I'm, I, I, I just find it, find it delightful. And, and the power of a sing-along. This is Tom Chapin from his new album, Hold Our Ground. Here is Broadside. day the news abounds with scoundrels doing wrong which impels us to take action which is really really strong like expressing our displeasure through the lyric of a song preferably a sing-along there's a name for what we're doing and broadside is the term a tough melodic weapon full of values we affirm just load her up and let her rip and watch the wicked squirm as everybody sings along. Broadside, broadside, they cannot ignore us. They may run, but they can't hide. We'll out them with a verse and route them with a chorus of a broad, broadside. We're ruled by corporation, conglomerate, and bank. Congress is in gridlock, the courts are in the tank. If we get out of this alive, it's us you'll have to thank for asking you to sing along. It was Pete and it was 
was Woody who pioneered it all. They taught Tom and Phil and Mary and Peter and Paul. But the times, they are changing and the writing on the wall says everybody sing along. Broadside, broadside, they cannot ignore us. They may run, but they can't hide. We'll out them with a verse and round them with a chorus of broad, broadside. Feel the power of the right notes and the right quotes combined. Feel the power of the right song to open up your heart and mind. Now you may think a sing-along is just a silly game, and believing it can change the world is really kind of lame. But we shall overcome, finally overcame, cause everybody sang along. Broadside, broadside, they cannot ignore us. They may run, but they can't hide. We'll out them with a verse, round them with a chorus, deck them with a verse, and wreck them with a chorus. We'll hurt them with a verse and convert them with a chorus of a Tom Chapin with Broadside from Hold Our Ground, his latest album. Tom is coming to South Florida to do a double bill with Rod McDonald next Saturday night, 7.30, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Miami in South Miami. Information at uumiami.org for the concert with Tom Chapin and Rod McDonald. I had a chance to sing that on the uh, Greenwich Village thing this past weekend because it fit. It was Pete and it was Woody who pioneered it all. They taught Tom and Phil, Tom Paxton and Phil Oaks, and Mary and Peter and Paul. And so I thought this is perfect to sing for Tom Paxton. <laughs> you know, well, a... Tom, it's it's great seeing you again and, and keeping uh, the music alive. I'm going to end with uh, Otto Hopperholic. And, you know, a ah. name I hadn't seen in a long time was Brian Bowers. What What's Brian up to? He's back. I, I saw him at uh, at the, at Winfield, uh, the uh, Walnut Valley Festival in, in Winfield, Kansas this summer. And uh, and he has that little trio that he's playing with, beautiful stuff. And, he, you know, he's his great, odd, amazing self. That song uh, came from uh, a, an album. This is the song we're talking about, Auto Harpaholic, to put all the best auto harp players together for, it's called uh, um, Legacy. And this is out of print as well. It's like a three CD set. And they brought all these various people down it, and because Brian had seen me at, and at at Winfield, I play like four songs on the auto harp, you know. <laughs> and so he asked John John McCutcheon and myself to come down, and we did this uh, somewhere in the south, at, at, and we and we flew down, flew us down, and we're sitting there in in a studio with thirty auto harp players and. Somebody changes my strings for me, and somebody else does his stuff. And, and I said, John, you know, we're sitting here for hours. Why don't we should write a song? And he says, Auto Harpaholic, how can we do that? So he wrote that in about 20 minutes, and we went and recorded just as a goof. And of course, that's what got on. I, I had worked out a, a part that was, uh, that was pretty complicated in the key of E. My, my auto harp's an E, and nobody has an E auto harp. And they had uh, Sam Bush and a bass player to play with it and with everybody. You know, and all the songs were really simple. And I had the key of E, and and they and their brains were toasted at this point. So we tried to play it. And so you just play it by yourself, and it didn't make the, the cut. 
but what didn't make the cut, of course, was the auto harpaholic. And, uh, and that was great fun to write this, you know, uh, take 37 strings in a box that rings and tune for the rest of your life. It sounds good. Say hello but it, to your new best friend. Say goodbye to your wife. <laughs> I, I got to tell you what came to my mind, though. It's like the sing-alongs and the auto harp. This is like classic folk that that's, <laughs> you wish it would come back. There's not many people that play auto harp these days. It's true. Well, you got to see, understand also that, I, that both John and I uh, were totally influenced by Pete, by Pete Seeger. I, my brothers and I heard it, the Weavers when I was 12 and Harry was 14, Steve was 11. That's how we started in this. And it's also why I started doing some family recordings, you know, um, uh, and people who come listen to the concert this week will hear some, some of my family songs, Family Tree, This Pretty Planet, some of those things, some Harry songs, I'll probably do Cats in the Cradle and certainly Circle and a bunch from my grown-up stuff. And uh, it, it's, it's a great pleasure to be able to have this and, and some, maybe a Pete song or two, you know, there's this great wealth of material that we can do together. And if you come, expect to sing along. Tom Chapin. Uh, Tom's going to be again at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Miami with Rod McDonald this Saturday night at 730. I'm going to play uh, Otto Hopperholic from his new album, Hold Our Ground. Tom, thank you so much for taking time to talking to us. Michael, thank you so much. Long may you wave. Appreciate it. Some strings on a box that rings in tune for the rest of your life. Say hello to your new best friend. Say goodbye to your wife. I'm in a 12 chord program. It'll last my whole life long. I'm an auto harpaholic, and this is my sad song. It's Charlie Zimmerman, Oscar Schmidt, Sears and Roebuck, too. Sarah Carter, Kilby Snow, Pop Stoneman, and now you. I'm in a 12 chord program, it'll last my whole life long. I'm an auto harp holder, and this is my sad song. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm an auto harpaholic. Hi, Tom. I'll take you in my arms tonight, hold you to my heart. When our bodies are in tune, I know we'll never part. I'm John. I'm an autoharpaholic. Hi, John. One day soon I'll shed this world and put on angels' wings. And there in heaven's wondrous choir I'll play that box with strings. I'm in a 12-chord program, it'll last my whole life long. I'm an auto 